0: Welcome to the Modern Hippie Podcast, where we dive deep into illuminating discussions about psychedelics, holistic wellness, consciousness, unlocking our true potential, and so much more. I'm your host, Barrett Perlman, a former pro-wakeboarder turned psychedelic breakthrough coach and healing guide. Together we'll challenge boundaries, ignite our inner fire, and awaken to the infinite possibilities that life has to offer. This is not merely a podcast. It's an invitation to embrace a life brimming with authenticity and purpose. So get out your cosmic compass, open your hearts, and let's embark on this exhilarating journey of self discovery and transformation together. Welcome to the tribe, my fellow modern hippie. Welcome back to the Modern Hippie Podcast. I am joined today by my friend Theo Soul Cummings, who is a seven-figure hypnotherapist, content creator, speaker, and business architect amongst so many other things. Thank you so much for joining me today, Theo.
1: Oh, it is a pleasure to be here, Barrett. Thank you so much for having me on today. Yeah. It.
0: We So we met through one of our mentors, Jesse Elder who runs a kick-ass program for coaches as well, but what I discovered about getting to meet you in our live session we had a couple of weeks ago was that you are in and of your own right also a kick-ass coach and hypnotherapist and all all of those amazing things. And I'm curious what got you onto this journey of being of service and yeah, being of service.
1: Yeah, I mean, for me, it was never something that I was ever thinking about growing up. It's not like I told my parents that I wanted to support people with their their lives or their businesses or their relationships or their health. And I just stumbled upon it from a deep, dark night of the soul. I think a lot of coaches, they find themselves curious as to like what really did get you started. And I, I actually was in the music industry so i was producing music and djing and was highly involved in the the musical world of get your name out there and play and perform so ever since i was a kid that was what i was that was like my sport and Mm. so chasing that level of success was just this exciting and wild experience of going out i remember going out to clubs in miami because that's kind of like where i got pretty big as a house music producer and uh, actually that's the big reason why i moved there (laughs) and (laughs) i would just find myself at these clubs at like 3 or 4 a.m and doing the whole like networking thing and I, i it something felt so good and I, this is actually someone who used to be like highly addicted to you know cocaine, Molly, and ecstasy, and all these different types of like stimulants. Stimulants. I never really got into weed too much. I just am kind of useless. If I ever smoke weed, I just don't have the brain chemistry to be able to be functional on weed. Yeah, me but too. But for the stimulants, it was that was like my jam. So, yeah, that that life was. Let's just say the best time I never want to have again. But ultimately, it led to this one day where I literally couldn't get out of bed. I like literally was so tired. You know when you wake up in the morning and you're like, oh my god, it's already like one o'clock in the afternoon, and I'm still so tired that I could barely get out of bed to barely even feed myself. At that point, I didn't even know what chronic fatigue was, uh, and and then I didn't even know what depression anxiety was. All I knew is I was just exhausted and just 1000% clueless as to like what, what was creating that. And I was a spiritual person. It's kind of strange. Like I was already deep in meditation and spiritual uh, studies and, and connecting to my highest self, but yet still that occurred for myself. And so through that experience, I tried so many things from Western medicine that actually told me that there was nothing wrong with my biology, there's nothing wrong Mm. with that. So then I, out of obligation, I just found this doctor. His name was like Dr. Lam from LA and he prescribed me these supplements and like acupuncture and all these holistic remedies, special breathing practices to regulate my fight or flight response. And I started to feel better. It was a very slow recovery. But ultimately, when I got out of that, I found this recording from this woman named Marissa Peer. Probably some people will know her from what she's created in the world. And I went through her training. Uh, There's something that just felt called to me around the subconscious mind. Um, And so when I was at that training in Miami, actually, this is 2017, I want to say, that was the moment my everything changed for me because I realized that I had tons of just unlooked at trauma. Like I had tons of stuff mm-hmm. that I released in the training becoming a trainer. And so it was really fascinating for me to come out of one of those hypnosis and feel lighter, feel mm-hmm. more connected to other people, feel connected to the present moment so much deeper and just feeling lighter in general was just 1000% life changing like like this you know you get that feeling and you have these moments of arriving it's this moment mm. where you realize and you remember everything actually is okay and <laughs> you're safe in your body now and so it's it's always 2020 in hindsight and so i realized that i was that that homeostasis of just pain and confusion was the normal baseline for me. And so if we've never kind of transcended that box of that paradigm, well, we don't even know what's possible for us because you you can't know, if that's always been your whole life of just kind of living unconsciously. So anyways, that was a big reason why I became someone who desired to see that as like my next level of expression as a soul and it was terrifying to leave behind this life and this identity that was, this is like the musician Theo, this is me. At the time I went by Ted actually. And, <laughs> and so it was just me being so afraid to leave that community because it was so familiar obviously and fr- saying goodbye to these friendships and, and then trying to build my hypnotherapy business on social media was also a nightmare because there's like the family judgments the the friend judgments like what are you doing (laughs) like you're you're not what are you trying to do talking about the subconscious and trauma and at that time actually when i was building my business back in 2017 when i first started like still talking about trauma and the subconscious was still very like taboo at that time actually uh at least as far as i was aware and so the deeper I went down the rabbit hole and just trusted and had the faith that like I know that there's a deep reason why I was the outcast growing up, the black sheep growing up, I knew I knew I knew I knew that this was a purpose thing. This was this had nothing to do with like my existence out here in the earthly plane. It was more about there's some kind of transcendent purpose that my soul came here to earth to actually serve through and to at least be that as an iteration of a, like an expression of my multidimensionality. Okay. Okay. And so as I continue to grow, I started to look back also the fact that I was raised Catholic and start to realize the distinctions between religion versus spirituality, because Eckhart Tolle, Joe hmm. Dispenza, all these people who have really been the, the thought leaders at, at, at some level. And that was my next issue was that I didn't know how this whole online thing worked. And so I was doing a lot of live events, a lot of one-on-one sessions and just kind of charging like per the session, because that was this paradigm of exchanging time for money. And so I had to break Mm -hmm. out of that. I did have a, I did have a DJ agency, but that was per project. So I kind of had a feeling of like what that entrepreneurial mindset was of looking at results and making decisions based on like numbers and data, but there was still this kind of strange relationship that I had with time and money and energy. And so because I didn't know how marketing worked, I didn't know how even sales worked, I had such a horrible relationship with sales and and money. And and just conflict resolution in general, okay? A lot of this was actually unconscious. I actually went into a relationship coaching after that for CEOs, actually. This is crazy that I'm actually going mm. back on this because it's been a minute since I've told this story. Um, and I found that there's all these amazing CEOs who have it all. Like, they've got the white picket fence. They've got the family. They've got the kids. They've got the the <laughs> everything, the clothes, everything. And yet, when we met on just through linkedin and facebook and i kind of intuitively knew how to position myself in their world because i'm like well i'm not going to teach them business but i could i could hypnotize them (laughs) you know that was like literally like my thought process (laughs) because, like when you're when you're a solopreneur coach like all you want to do is serve and help and make an impact uh and you you want to like Try to do your best to learn how to stop like lying to yourself that money does good things. Like you could do really good things with money, mm. and like not use that spiritual thing that I used to do. Is like, oh, I'm spiritual. Like I don't care about money. And like if I would have talked to myself back then, I'm like, shut up, Theo. They're like you have no idea what you're talking about. And it's not your fault, right? Because I we were never tra- taught about financial literacy in school. So mm-hmm. it was it was just a program that was running uh that our you know our parents they learned that to basically survive so that we could exist and that's like one of my most favorite things to talk about is like that people are purpose like you want to find your purpose you're an ever evolving soul you may have multiple multidimensional purposes now um and so to really streamline that and focus on what's your zone of genius that's what I actually end up helping these clients with in relationships was creating sovereignty in their family, like from their partner and not having this kind of codependent relationship. And I, I realized that there was a lot showing up for me too. So selfishly, I actually went into that niche not only because I was just naturally attracting these um, women and men who wanted to gain my perspective about how I was able to just hold this presence. I just have this natural knack for being able to just flow with the moment and mm-hmm. listen deeply to people, and so from that, uh, she like a lot of my best clients. They were seeking this higher purpose and this passion of like how they wanted to spend their time because from their circumstance, they can go take the vacations. You know, they can go buy the boats, the houses, and so on and so forth. And so, why is it that they still feel like, wow, like wow, I still feel like I'm the top tier? Of like the prisoners of society like the slaves of society like Mm -hmm. i'm just in a golden prison you know because like a normal prison would be like a shitty nine to five job but the golden prison is like you have it all but why do you still feel disconnected from your partner why do you still feel feel disconnected from your um from your heart Mm -hmm. and so through that through that i started to learn take more masterminds start to learn how to market to learn how to sell branding I met a lot of amazing people throughout my life that mentors that just completely changed the game, uh, for me and my mission. And ultimately it's so cool how life is so synchronistic when we're willing to allow that inspired idea to come and then take bold action. I, I, I like call it, I forget who said this, but it's like ready, fire, aim. And I, I truly believe, like that's mm. the secret to life. Is like you will never have all the proof. You'll have, never have all the promises or the <laughs> evidence of like is this gonna work? Uh, there's just gonna be an underlying feeling that is a mix of excitement and terror, like feeling terrified mm-hmm. because you're afraid of loss, right? That's what fear of rejection is. So it's like I started to put these pieces together as I started to coach executives, and then you know really helping them to revitalize how they were allocating their time so they could give themselves like more, uh, and stop, and stop kind of over giving and not feeling worthy to receive. And this is where my subconscious work really helped them because that, if you imagine like a piece of toast and you put butter on the toast, that if that toast is hot, it will melt the toast. If you put Mm -hmm. hairspray and nail polish and just shit on the toast it will also sink that in right so it's like what are we actually buying into of what we receive that's something that i was really fascinated about not only that but the fact that it can't truly change if our brain is in this beta state and in hindsight like as i scaled and so many so many different ways i was able to serve different types of people in different places um, I realized that there was different places I had to go to learn a certain skill. And that's still always going to be true because I it, it, we're, we're moving into this world of like what we call the hyper niche. So the more people mm-hmm. niche, the more successful they become. And that's always been a principle in business, but it's becoming even more so now to get so clear on who you help and who you don't help. And it's hard to kind of say okay on one hand i really love helping these people with this problem and this solution but i also i kind of love helping these people with this problem so for me it was that decision of like do i help entrepreneurs or do i help beginner coaches who want to go full-time in coaching or do i help establish coaches in like scaling their impacts right and, and like positioning mm-hmm. their brand so that they can really just dominate like their soul niche basically right and so I, I had this uh, a long time. This is maybe a year or two from like 2021, 2022-ish. Uh, I was actually also in a relationship at that time. We were traveling the world. And long story short, that was the year that I fully committed to just serving like energetic healers and people people like yourself and... and practitioners, facilitators, leadership coaches, uh, people who sell anything but make more money because ultimately when I have ever gone into like plant medicine ceremonies or, um, just anything having to do with getting into that unconscious mind that is just so deep. The cool thing about doing that actually is that your unconscious will never give you like something in that, in that Experience that you couldn't handle. I truly believe God Mm -hmm. doesn't do that to us. Like it's going to be hard as heck, but it's going to be something that's going to expand your heart more. But it ain't going to feel good. It's going to be very, very uncomfortable. And you're going to question who you are throughout the whole time. Mm -hmm. And all that is, is really just softening the contraction of the ego of like needing to control everything. And forcing everything and um just so much confusion in this separation that we all were always just like distracted around of like oh well we got race we've got age you've got gender we've got socioeconomical background all these labels and all these things that p- put us on the status hierarchy right status of high status or low status of so the societal status of like you have a lot of money you have looks you're high status and so when we go at that and then when i realized i was here to help sophisticated coaches who had already tried like all these different things. I want to put all that I had learned and create my own iteration of like a simple process to create the brand that transcends the business. You see what I'm saying? Like The story Mm. of who you are and why you're here and also using something called the conversion story, which is different from the personal story. The conversion story is essentially Like you knowing your clients and asking yourself, okay, what's the transformational like vulnerability that they started at just like me so that I can connect to my audience on that emotional level? And maybe what are their fears? What were their objections to changing things or making a different move? And ultimately, what was that action that they did? Or what was that process that you brought them through at at just a very simple high level? And then ultimately, like what results did that lead to? And so based on that kind of that unique process that you teach, you're putting like a spotlight, like you put a spotlight on that work. And if you language it in a very unique way, it's like that is spotlighted as the pu- the missing puzzle piece but it's it's like positioned for your audience so that they can see themselves inside of that story and that's what th- that's why it's called the conversion story because it's not just like oh this is my story and blah 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 it's like creating a story that's a little bit more relevant to the problems the, um, the things that maybe our clients don't want to like do, like they don't want to sacrifice their authenticity to make more money, things like that. Right. They don't want to have to be a this, you know, overworking burnt out entrepreneur just to make more money or blah, blah, blah. Right. And so I, the way I, the way I realized I wanted to teach was how to help people to frame their offers and frame their, their, their business in a way that they could be themselves um, and also still be, like, spiritual and still have this beautiful, like, harmony in their lifestyle. I call it, like, the lifestyle empire. Like, the the way that you build your business is, like, by building it holistically and having, like, awesome health, awesome relationships, awesome uh, community, and even a relationship with your family and just a badass business that's, like, so – successful and and your clients are winning they're happy they're fulfilled and you're you're being compensated for that like that's that's what turns me on so much it's like what i jump out of bed for is to see someone who has like an intangible skill be able to create that uh, relationship just by putting out their voice and by Mm. conveying the message and so i truly believe that it is really just about like 20 30 percent of like Here's this, here's like the strategy of how to attract clients. And here's like the process to like convert the clients. (laughs) Here's the process for delivering for your clients to get your time back. And here's a process to really scale that out. Right. But, but the highest, the highest way that I love to do this comes back to actually full circle to like my days as a performer. Uh, And Mm -hmm. when I say performer, I don't know why I thought of like a stripper. I'm not, that's not a stripper. (laughs) (laughs) Like I was a performer. No, I wasn't actually. One of my clients actually, <laughs> uh, I don't think he'll mind me saying that. He actually used to be a male stripper. It's pretty mind-blowing. Um, that's nice. like part of his story, right? Uh, mm-hmm. And so anyways, this is a long story, but but essentially it's like there is a difference between the product, you know, the message to market, the, uh, the conversion strategy, like, that's one thing, yet, yeah, right? Like, that's the, the product. Hopefully, it will sell itself. But mm-hmm. on the other side, you have what's called the conveyorship. And the conveyorship is the communication. And it's not just like, oh, what do I say? It's not like, oh, what do I listen to? Those are listen for. Those are very important components of communication, the exchange of vibe energy, words, body language, voice tone, mm-hmm. eye contact, like that stuff is my favorite. It's so fascinating because there's so much happening underneath the surface. And we can only access that awareness when we're fully present. And so I'm obsessed with how someone can create, how, how someone can manipulate and influence their own energy and their own expression so that they not only influence other people in a win-win way, like a collaborative frame, but also feel like they can actually gain energy from that and actually enjoy like as they're speaking on camera or as they're selling from the stage or as they're coaching their clients. Um, That's something that I literally have put all I got, like all I got into like what we do at Embody Wealth Codes is like, I did it. Like I went all in on that. Like I didn't just like half ass it and say, "Oh, this is pretty cool." It's like, that's kind of how I started. But as soon as I infuse like everything that I've got into creating this thing, to like teach the public speaking, to teach um, how to transcend this stupid societal hierarchy of like our brains triggering ourselves to to feel contracted when we find ourselves in a room where there could be big opportunities, like mm. that that con- that person you want to approach, how do you go up to them and not get stuck in your head and not come off as this weird people pleaser and not come across as this like placater, you know? Because that was something I really struggled with too. And I didn't know that that was what's happening. You know, it was weird, like I could act confident with my friends, right? I could act confident if I was, you know, on some kind of yacht, you know, looking cool. Mm-hmm. I was confident if I had been to the gym for consistently and I would like looked good. But why was it that like when I went out into these situations, I was leaning my confidence on those external things. Like I was like, if I didn't have that, like if I wasn't dressed nice or if I, I, I didn't have friends around me who were like pre-validated me, I, I felt low status and because I felt low status, I I, I, like, I, sh- I kind of contracted. And I kept creating all these self-fulfilling prophecies of like, I'm not enough. That was it. I was like, I'm not worthy. Mm-hmm. And, and so I have dedicated my whole life to helping people, especially from a diverse background, people who don't come from you know, America or they ha- they're from a racial mon- minority, or maybe they're women who didn't feel like they could become their own um, you know, leader in their own life. Like I, I'm so passionate about that. And, and it's just really just about how to deeply connect to yourself and your uniqueness on such a profound level, which is a daily ritual for me uh, and for our community. But like giving them like exercises and tools and mental models and frameworks to learn how to activate that charisma, uh, no matter where they are. And really skip the line when it comes to uh, not saying like cheating the system, but like not basically sabotaging themselves from opportunities that are always available in the present moment if they could just get beyond this weird thing that our brain does it's like looks and money it's like that's the have or the have not paradigm i either have that when mm-hmm. i have the looks then i'll be happy when i have the money then i'll be happy but but that's that's still some kind of program that's got its claws inside of someone's brain I used to have for mine too um not even to mention trauma but i'm just saying like once you release that and you realize heaven starts now hell starts now everything changes in our lives and when you can use our voice to unlock the mind and access the intelligence of the heart that's where we get real legs in the ground like the, the, the plane gets landed on our ideas. The deal gets closed. You know, the people attract are magnetized to us. Uh, we learn how to just create opportunities and experiences that are fun and w- enjoyable for everyone involved because we're out of our heads. That's how the best way I can put it. It's like how to get unstifled, get into this free association, creative flow of just expressing And balancing that flow and fun and playfulness with owning your lane and like being congruent and being integrous and and speaking with like this powerful, grounded energy and honestly cultivating that, both that feminine and masculine energy inside of us. Like anybody can do that. That transcends gender. And so I just think that we live in this fascinating, you know, conscious world of like, that's that community, that's this other high-level entrepreneurial community, and we've got like the layman people, right? Uh, then we've got like the plant medicine people, and then we've got all these people, and they're all perfect the way they are. Like, let's just be real. Uh, but I truly believe there's things, there's valuable lessons and values and, and, and wisdom in every type of person who is like fully in that lane. You know what I mean? Like, there's things that I know for sure, like my mission in life is not to sit on a bench like Eric Cartoli. Like that's his thing. Like that, he was destined to be that guy. But I know that that's not me. Okay, and you know I'm not gonna be Grant Cardone. Like that guy is great at what he does. But there's things that we can start to really drop into our connection to source in the present moment and listen to the now. Like I truly believe it's just about listening to the present moment and taking the best next step, but also getting ourselves around people. Who can push us and challenge us uh and hold us to a higher standard than we hold ourselves and that that way we can really co-create things and ultimately i just believe that everyone has this powerful message that they're here to share and it's like you don't have to be comparing yourself to other people mm-hmm. Of like that's just going to create more procrastination it's like no you've got a f- great freaking story and it's like th- the, I, I forget who said this thing. Thing was like Josh Campbell. He's like, uh, inside of the cave that you're terrified to enter is where the treasure is, mm-hmm. and it's like I'm sh- I feel like you can relate with that too in some way, shape, or form on some wavelength. But yeah, I'll stop there because yeah, there's so, a lot I to know.
0: unpack in what you said. <laughs> like, which treasure chest do we open first?
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. Oh.
0: And so since my podcast is so very much about plant medicines and psychedelics, I'm curious at what point that actually became a part of your journey and how that influenced you stepping more into understanding the the frequencies and the importance of your heart and the subconscious.
1: Oh, God. Oh, God. This was in Costa Rica. This is 2021, I want to say. And okay. uh, my partner at the time, Nikki, she was like, yeah, we're going to go visit our friend Yerlin and we're going to go, uh, like, I, I was excited to go because I had never gone. We're like, yeah, let's, we, we thought it was a great idea. Um, and last minute, we were actually in Sayulitas, Mexico, hosting this other retreat because I was, at, I was still doing like a, a lot of hypnosis work. And um, so we go there and we get... <laughs> you know how Costa Rica is really muddy and, and sometimes it rains a lot. So we were going up this yeah. massive 45 degree hill. Uh, it's, there's no roads there. So you just, we were up like halfway. All of a sudden we start sliding down in the car. It was like a two, it was a two wheel drive car. And that was like the biggest mistake we made um, because we didn't know we were going to have to go up this hill to get to like the retreat house <laughs> where we're going to do the plant medicine. And so, <laughs> it's so funny. We are literally like, People were literally, like, these dudes on ATVs were just, like, rubbernecking, like, just staring at us as they were, like, (laughs) shooting up the mountain. We're like, fuck my life, you know? And then, like, an hour later, two people that we actually did know, um, uh, Dom and her um, partner, were, like, coming up with this, like, four-wheeler, like, truck. They're like, hey, you guys need a ride? (laughs) We're like, yeah. I mean, we're kind (laughs) of, like... Angled, almost about to fall off this cliff so yeah that'd be great so no it was like a very steep drop so we were like holy shit um and uh the car yeah we we abandoned the car and then we they when we got into the car they literally drove us up this mountain uh and and so then once we got to the top of mountain there was this massive uh like flood that was going across the, the, uh, the, the trail. And we had to go through that too. So it was just like a mission to get to the actual location, the house. Oh, wow. um, but anyways, long story short, we sat with, I think it was six grams of psilocybin mixed uh, mixed with cacao and mixed with a uh, uh, no, plant, the noia, wow, no, noia, is it called noya Rao? I think it's called Noya Rao.
0: I'm not familiar with that actually. Well, it's,
1: it's a sister plant to ayahuasca. Mm, so it's very okay. similar. And there's only 13 trees that uh, grow it. But that, I, I don't remember ever having this weird experience where it's like I was sobbing as an adult. Then I started to cry as an adult, adolescent. And then I started to like really like wail as like an infant. Like I was like, mm. am I a baby right now? And so what, what that was though was like all these unconscious patterns just started showing up like money isn't real. That was like the first thing. Marketing and sales is bullshit. Like that was another weird thing I had. I was like, I also thought like I said, like, I'm the shit. Like that also came out of my mouth. And then I started like spitting everywhere. (laughs) It was a very strange experience. Um, And it was really softening into honoring the divine within, the divine around us. And honoring the feminine and masculine, all just honoring that. And long story short, uh, it just got me to realize how much we all want to control things like that at least from mm-hmm. my for my experience like that was my biggest epiphany of like needing to control others perception of me and that's actually mm-hmm. a lot usually that's where a lot of like my social anxiety used to come from of like walking into a room and like not sure like oh how do people perceive me and there was like body shame stuff that showed up of like me not accepting parts of my body there's just all these kinds of like just random things that took like a year or two to actually even just integrate and understand what that was like and so that was why it was really important I think it's really important for people to not just glorify these experiences but see that the integration is you know 60 to 70 percent of like the actual identity level transformation that happens within someone when they when they release a big uh pattern of like the false self And that was what, that was like the highest, highest epiphany that came to me. I think it was like six months ago was like alignment. Everyone thinks it's like, oh, flow and effortlessness and ease. It's like, yeah, that can feel like how that's like your new normal of like winning in your life. But to get there, alignment is killing your false self. It's like not killing Mm -hmm. it. That's a little violent. But like seeing that you can raise your consciousness to this level where you're witnessing this objective pattern self that is that used to be subjective because the past you literally thought like even a minute ago like an hour ago like you literally are attached to believing that that circumstantial self is you and so that's why like things like meditation and plant medicine can help you kind of like raise your awareness enough out of separation to see like that that you are not a person like that's terrifying to the ego but like Understanding that at a high spiritual level, what helps people to kind of um, start to s- connect with that future self, like connect with that highest self, and learn how to notice that when they're gonna start moving towards those habits, that that future self is is going to be embodying that it will feel so uncomfortable because our normal self would be like, well, the bad habit, well, the addiction, well, that you know, an un- underdeveloped relationship. Well, blah, 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 you know, or that, co- that yeah. procrastination. It's like, it's like really learning. And I think that's what plant medicine really helps you to do is trust the process and like be patient with yourself and your body. It It's not supposed to have this like instant magic pill remedy. It's like the body mm-hmm. heals. It needs time.
0: Yeah. As does the mind sometimes. And the spirit, Um, but I I love what you're saying because I think plant medicines open up for us to allow to see the root of the pattern, like the root cause. And Mm. when we can see that root cause, we can actually then begin to unravel it, almost like it's this broken programming that's in our minds. And when we hold up that mirror to it, the mind goes, oh, duh, I can't believe I was holding on to that and just spirals all its goo out everywhere. And then it can rewrite a better programming with that integration process. And then it becomes, mm. well, what do I want the new programming to be? And really getting oh, to yeah. to dive in on that. So I see that. And a lot of what you do with, with hypnotherapy, it's such a great skill.
1: Mm. Yeah, it, it is. A lot of it is uh is like surfing, right? Surfing that mm. surfing those sometimes unpredictable emotions on this path to eventually getting to this presence and acknowledging that the present moment is safe. Like acknowledging that the presence is the power because when we have that presence, then we don't what? Overindulge in the feeling and let it drag Mm -hmm. us around like a puppet, right? And victim. It's like, oh, that person said that and they made me feel that way. Well, that may be, true emotionally, like feeling wise. But if you're gonna like identify with that, that person controlling you of how you feel, that, that you're a victim. You have to acknowledge that. Like you're mm-hmm. you're being a victim. But and that's very seductive too, because it feels so good to like feel sorry for ourselves, doesn't it? Like it feels awesome. <laughs> like and it comes with a lot I of it things. It's still it's a pattern yeah. that shows up for all of us, right? Um, but yeah. then also and the it- other is like is like not spiritually bypassing and honoring that like you came here to feel all of it you came here to like realize at the end of our lives you know assuming we have a relatively long life is like having the appreciation like oh my god like so i had the honor to experience heartbreak and depression Mm. and anxiety like whoa that was wacky and wild uh and i think that's why what connected us so much is because like we're kind of like willing to we are willing to go to those depths, knowing that those depths bring a, a new high, if that makes sense.
0: Yes. Um, especially like the depths of pain. You can only really love to the extent that you've experienced pain. And boy, I've fucking experienced some shit. Um, and learning to love and overcome that has been just my greatest mission. You know, so many times I look at other people who have shut down at, at half of what I've experienced. And they're like, well, why do you bother to go but get back out there? And it's like, well, everything's new. Like I, that, a new person isn't the old person who hurt me. And I'm letting that person control me if I instead close off my heart and put up those walls and have those boundaries.
1: Mm-hmm. But um, gosh, oh, well, yeah. there was
0: something that you said that I was going to unpack a little more, but um, yeah, doesn't matter. <laughs> but I, so you struggled a lot with depression yourself. Where did that come from?
1: Oh, well that, that came from really just not serving and my, like my heart's desire, or at least evolving to this place where that no longer filled my cup uh, I think mm. that I, I did a lot of that, that musical life was, was still an inner child thing. Like I'll always be an artist, like I'll always be a musician, but it was with the wrong agenda. You know, it was like chasing money, chasing fame, chasing women, chasing all this stuff, right? Because it's such a fucking ingrained program and it makes so much mm. sense. Society is yeah. genius. It's like, well, all you got to do is get a lot of money. And then, you know, we'll put a billboard out here showing, like, Rico Suave with his sexy wife, and he's just giving you the wink with, like, a cigar in his mouth. And she's like, ha ah, right? It's, like, so <laughs> simple. It's like, oh, yeah, that, that totally makes sense, like, right? <laughs> and ironically, like, you go and try to do that, and then you end up with, like, no friends because they're not actually real, like, authentic relationships. They're just kind of, like, cha- like, like uh, we call it, like, uh, opportunist relationships. And there's nothing wrong with going for opportunity because our biology is designed to optimize its DNA. And that's just like a human nature type of thing. But that's why we bring, like, that's why I'm so passionate about understanding, like, what is the what is the alchemical, transcendent, spiritual, like, meaning of, like, why our soul came here? Uh, what is that mystery of who we are? And so uh, the depression really just felt from, like, yeah, not serving in my heart's desire, it was feeling disconnected from my own heart, honestly, and just projecting that out to people by being rigid, needing to be right all the time, uh, com- like just being in this competitive, distorted frequency all the time. Uh, but then the third one was really just harsh, critical words that I w- w- were saying to myself, because again, like, this, like we know about the brain, it's like it just soaks in like a sponge. Okay, and so, like, all of these emotional experiences we go through as kids, like, didn't, like, I grew up in a very good family, I was foster care, raised by white parents, have a second, second parents in, in South Korea, okay, that I never met, but, like, that was the whole thing, like, identity, who am I, I'm in this white community, this skinny Asian dude, like, just living in, like, <laughs> Massachusetts, all guys Catholic school, like, what the fuck, like, talk about, like, not feeling like I belong, basically. Um, and so I, I, now, like nowadays, now that I've, I have connected to that part, I'm, I'm always seeking to understand, okay, can I be alone a lot? And entrepreneurship, you'll know this is like, you have to learn how to be alone and, and not be lonely because there's a difference between being alone and loneliness. Cause you could be in a relationship and still feel alone or lonely rather. Sure. So there's that too, right? So um, the, the harsh critical words was just like, you know, listen, our, our parents did the best they, they could. Like, God bless them. And my job is just to love my parents and be so grateful for what I did have um, because it's highly likely that my mom couldn't afford to raise me in Seoul, Korea. That's why I'm so passionate about helping people make a ton of conscious cash because uh, <laughs> you can do good things with that money. If it's in the hands of the mm-hmm. right people with the right pure intentions, there is a purity to that. And even in the Bible, it says you'll, you sh- you shall know him by the fruit of his whatever. I forget the, the phrase, but there's so much wisdom in like those spiritual ancient texts of like if the if the fruit is decaying, then you got to go deep in the roots and like figure out like what's going on there to like purge that out and to bring light into it. And so like the truth of like, accepting what is in this lion's gate, this is what's so important too, is like, like running towards that shadow that you're just have been avoiding forever. It's like, that's what I'm focused on now. Uh, at least in August in my meditation is like, what is that thing that I'm afraid to feel? What is that? What is that mm-hmm. conversation I'm afraid to have? What is that pivot or that investment that I've been just be like w- dancing around and just, assumption of these conclusions of like that's not a belief a conclusion is like you're just assuming that's always going to be true but that's Mm -hmm. not really the case is it it's like we realize oh it's a belief i can change the belief but if i want to change the belief i have to like almost be open and expect it like not be so attached to how it looks but i need to own what i desire and stop focusing so much on what i need because then we're just an unsafe space for us to just be that person. Be, yeah. do, and then have. And that's obviously so much harder, easier to say <laughs> than do. But like that's how we get out of this. We, we transcend this, be, this bullshit like have or have not paradigm that so many people get stuck in of like I have it or I don't have it. When I have this, then I can be confident. When I have this, then I can go for my dreams. It's like yeah. be that person now. And harness the power of, of of like consistency. And nobody wants to say this, but it is about having the integrity and the discipline to say, hey, I wanna do this. I'm gonna do what it takes to like find out a way to be resourceful, to to close the deal on this like promise that I made to myself. And I think that's that's like the driving factor that I think a lot of people are awakening to of just kind of taking an audit, at least that's what I do reg- like regularly of like just taking an audit of like, and, and I don't know if this is uh, useful for your audience to go into this, but yeah, that Sounds that's great. where it started. That's where it started. is like yeah. feeling disconnected and just noticing like, is that my voice that's being harsh and critical to me? And then we just like question that voice. You don't have to keep grabbing it. Mm-hmm. You know, And
0: that's usually the ego, right? It's not the higher consciousness because when our higher consciousness talks to us, talks through us, it's so much more peaceful, encouraging, and inviting to, mm. to change your habits and to improve and to love. Whereas that ego is the one that's like constantly in physical self-protection mode, constantly like don't go towards something that's scary, don't go towards something that's challenging. It's like just stay right here and everything will be Okay you're like that's that's not useful so I'm, I'm curious what is your what is the audit that you run
1: well yeah so um i have an audit uh sheet checklist that uh, i i openly share with my clients with my community uh mm. people in my audience of really just taking an audit of the the factors in our lives that we actually drive the ego into evolution, right? So it's like really just taking an audit of things like how much time does it t- take us to get out of bed in the morning? How much time does it take us to sh- uh, mm. to do basic shit like shower, shit, change, all that stuff, right? Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> what am I? Mm. And then how much time? Uh, how much time do we spend commuting? How much time do you spend sleeping? How much time do you spend uh, work? How, like what's the what are your cap what's your capital like like meaning skills capital like high leverage high value skills is it marketing is it sales is it communication is it leadership um what what are the capital of like the relationships you have do you have attractive or successful let's just say high status right people in the matrix like. It's just the thing. It's not like the most successful people are f- and fulfilled people are thinking, I'm like, where am I in the hierarchy status? They're not thinking of that. But they're not denying that it's there, you see? Because that's like the gamification yeah. part of being human in, mo- in this capitalism is like if you don't want to play the game, then go be a communist. But that's never worked either. I love the idea of communism. It makes a lot of like mor- moral sense to like give the needy stuff, but it just doesn't actually fix the root cause. It doesn't actually fix that internal... Uh, pattern that's going on within them. It's like, it's better to teach that person how to fish. and It's better to have that exchange um, to be able to help them gain leverage on themselves. To be like, oh, this is the opportunity cost of not changing. This is the opportunity cost of not investing energy and time into mm-hmm. this result. Um, and that's also a big reason as a nuance is like, we also want to find our our tribe of like ride or die people who it's not always just like this is a transaction because like that's also a pitfall that a lot of my entrepreneurial clients and friends have myself included have fallen into of like everything's a transaction it's like oh my god like (laughs) what no you know so you got to find those people it's very rare to find that that level of loyalty you know with people but with that being said um you know auditing uh you know the 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 capital, just all the capital that we have access to, um, and things like spiritual capital, things like energetic capital, um, things like like physical capital, like the, like the, your physical body, like uh, how how strong are you, um, and and just w- like just different ways of just kind of taking audit of all of those aspects of like, you know, there's a capital of, uh, what's called, uh, product capital, like, meaning, do you have something where you, you have like an offer that you can bring value to the world and get exchanged with that, um, friendship capital, like all of these different types of what we call perceived value is like, it's good. It's a positive thing to start with like, what is. Because once we see what is and we're not just avoiding everything, like it's actually everything is okay. It's even more okay because you're like, it is what Mm -hmm. it is, right? And now I can jump from this ground, this solid foundation of accepting what is and not use like these stupid affirmations. I, I, I know affirmations work, but like not using that to escape, right? Like the situation or escape how I feel. It's like, no, you can stew in it for as long as you want. But at some point, you're going to need to transcend that and choose into a new story and choose and that will drive Mm -hmm. your feelings, which will drive your behavior in a new direction. So I think it's important to take an audit uh, because it truly it's a very powerful mirror to essentially sell ourselves on, you know, what is what we truly desire that means something to us and what's at stake if we don't at least let go of something that our highest self would let go of that maybe we're afraid to let go of or say yes to something that our highest self is like, "Uh, fuck yes, but we're still too afraid to say yes to it. We're like, no, mm-hmm. not yet. I'm not ready. Um, And just honoring like that. There is so much more to life than just making more money. It's about those moments, right? It's like seeing your kids' eyes, which I'm so looking forward to when I have kids. It's like traveling the fucking boonies or whatever like going out and just living simple life out somewhere that you have no clue who you like where you're at you have no one else to you know rely on it's like having those experiences and seeing nature on different levels like that's something that is like you meeting god like on a whole nother level and i think that's that there's something to be said about that. I think that gives us a deeper meaning. And what I would also say is that if people were to make a list of the, of the things that they call freedom, um, of like what they want to ha- be, do, or have, and go into like, w- like who who does that impact? Who does that mm. impact? Like, does it impact your kids? Does it impact your mom and dad? Does it impact your clients' lives? Does it impact? Uh, their their family's lives does it impact their kids and so on and so forth and once you realize it's about who this impacts as to why you want to win you realize oh my god this is starting to feel really good like it's starting to feel really exciting because i'm i'm not denying there's fear inside of me but i'm gonna focus on the vision that's gonna move me and alchemize that uh fear into enthusiasm like this is what uh, i learned mm. from michael beckwith it was like michael beckwith said "It was like don't deny the fears there move <laughs> towards the vision with powerful decisions and then that alchemical process will infuse that light of god and you let the light of in and then that turns into enthusiasm which literally means the light within so mm. i think that it's important for people uh as, as like a fun thought, ex, uh, not a thought experiment, but like a do experience, like not to do list, like to done lists, like book out mm. in your calendar. like what are the things, uh, what are the things that you would do like for the, in terms of like the meaning of that freedom, like the uh, financial freedom, maybe it's as an example, what were the things that you would do? Who would you give things to? Like, how would you show up for them and contribute to their life in a positive way? Are there things that you can still do for those people now? Like, can you stop waiting to get to that whatever goal you have to finally start connecting and landing the plane on like, oh, I would give gifts to my clients or, oh, I would give a gift to my, you know, I would write a letter to my parents or I would do this. It's like, why, you don't have to wait to do that. And in fact, you'll feel like that person more if you were actually give yourself that permission to like do that and block that out in the calendar and give yourself a deadline to like get leverage on yourself of like what do you want? Why do you want it? When do you want to buy? And how are you gonna mitigate distractions to get to there um, most effectively? And so just by people seeing it, it's like it's not that hard to go to Airbnb and fantasize about like the place you wanna stay. It's not that hard mm-hmm. to go on the, you know, the the airline, booking.com and Pretend book the flights. It's not that hard to mail a gift to, you know, your best friend or your partner, or write a letter to them. And like, if that's the you that would do that then in the future, if you would give to charity, like, let's have you block that out and give a hundred, a $1, thousand bucks to a charity now. Like, why wouldn't you just wait till do that? At least that's how I uh, I see it. Mm.
0: Yeah. It's like stepping into your future self and like, by knowing what that looks like, you can take those actions now. And it, it like makes this portal between the two of you. And so like the future is now. Yes. I, I love, exactly. I have this concept of, um, time porting where I believe that our emotions are the proof that time isn't real. Because mm-hmm. whatever emotion we're experiencing, we experience it as now in the present moment. So whether it's mm-hmm. a past emotion and we're thinking about it, we're thinking about it now, we're living in it, we're reliving in the past. Or if we're thinking about the future, if it's mm-hmm. like the emotion that we want to have in the future, we feel it as now and we draw that towards us. So it like begins to collapse time mm-hmm. and, and making those choices along with it, just a fantastic way to collapse the timeline.
1: Yeah, and even doing wild things like, you know, hearing uh, what, like, listening to what you would want that, like, future reality to to hear, like, what you would actually hear and how you would sound in that future reality, you know? Mm -hmm. Because I know we talk, there's so much information online of, like, you know, oh, you know, emotional energy upgrades and blah blah blah, biohacking, all that stuff. it's fantastic. But like, have you has, like we, we can also like future pace ourselves into like maybe how our community what they're t- talking about us. And it's 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 one thing to like be chasing validation, you know, and, and chasing approval of like that. But it's if if you look at it from a a nuanced lens, it's like well, also on another hand, it's like when you hear people praising your work it just means that that like your work was very well received in the world and that's a positive thing so you could you could cut that two ways of like you don't want to be chasing validation with success but at the same time there is a positive thing that you can start to massage into your consciousness when you're like yeah this is what they're saying they're celebrating this and they're telling this about my company or my business or whatever my life's work um and then how do you show how are you sounding i think i think our ears have such a deep uh, impact on also how good we are at at moving towards that future.
0: Mm-hmm. Would you suggest making like a recording and embodying that voice and that presence of
1: your future self? Like what? Yeah, 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 and 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 all in putting like background music to it, oh, and letting yes. yourself dance and sing and like shout to that to mm-hmm. like change your state to change the channel. You know, because in every. Uh, even most plant medicine ceremonies or any ceremonies um, you just realize at one point like it's going off in this horrible like dark imagery and at some point you're you're, at, you're you have this level of consciousness where you're like wait I can change the image like I can literally change the channel <laughs> yes. like I don't have to keep looking at this if I want if I don't want to and then mm-hmm. you're like oh that's the same thing with life
0: Yeah. I believe in, I call it like your primal power. And it's kind of like this fire that needs to be stoked all the time. And if you really want to show up from a place of your primal power, then um, I'm a big believer in having like a, a music playlist of songs that make you feel so fucking tapped into who you are. And my playlist like starts with the song that makes me feel in my full fucking goddess in my full mm. shamaness, in my full coach and healer energy of just being of service, but being aligned and and being expansive, uh,
1: and I feel it. I feel it. I feel it unlocking <laughs> right now. You know. You know what? <laughs> Want to know why? To see a little secret, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, this is something that we teach in our on ma- uh, one of our masterminds. Um, okay, so are you ready? Yes. When you hear me, uh, when you experience. What you see and what you feel and what you uh, what you hear, just say this out loud. Your energy is my energy. Mm.
0: Your energy. So when I say is my when I speak energy.
1: to you, yeah, your energy is my energy. And then now say, uh, I'm, focusing the I'm, focus- I'm focusing on all my positive qualities as the eleven. I'm focusing on all my positive qualities as the eleven. Because the 11 is what makes you unique. The 10 out of 10 is like, that's a cool. That's cool. But 11 is like, but it's just me. It's like what makes me valuable is my uniqueness, right? So it's like positive qualities. My body language, my voice tone, my eye contact, my posture is following that what? That voice, that, mm. that internal energy of that's just pulling me along. And as Theo's talking, you just say, hey, Theo's energy is my energy. Because when we move out into the world, what happens is we see a very powerful person. We get contracted because we're still in separation. So Mm -hmm. when I teach people these frameworks and we drill down on these with with, uh, repetition, it's all like we're all this collective voice of the group. Like It's like we're the group. So when we move out into public situations and you see someone speaking powerfully uh, you you're telling yourself their energy coming towards me is my energy. You get my point? Because mm-hmm. it's one thing to like not have that frame and be like, oh shit, they're like, you know, they're in their lion or whatever you you know you were saying earlier. But ironically, when we see that from someone else, that's kind of like why we don't want to press out. If you imagine a circle, like if you drew a circle in front of your face in tribal times, you know, based on volume, based on, uh, power, if, if we were all in a circle moving through the forest together. Okay. And there's lions on the outside of the circle. There's, you know, big grizzly bears and shit. Mm-hmm. Okay. Whoever, whenever danger comes, or maybe it's a different tribe, right? Most people will go what to the center of the circle why is it because it's, it's safer there there's less there's, there's to less think. potential to, yeah so what we our consciousness does when we're in public situations is it does that that's what our brains do We put them ourselves on a status hierarchy of like if i'm too loud boom you're dead right mm-hmm. so that in entrepreneurship it's about actually like honoring your, your, your power, your voice and being different. You don't have to be loud. That's what people don't understand. You don't have to be this fucking Tony Robbins to have impact, but it's a spectrum. So if you know how to unlock that, that internal power of like, like, like just being fucking owning your shit, but then learning how to still hold people's attention by slowing down and having these like dynamic silences like that's leadership. Like that's, that's how you create imp- influence and impact It's like, it's not what you look like. It's how you use your, uh, your energy. And that's why, that's, that's why we're doing that exercise to kind of give you a feel for like how you can cycle that energy through you and add to that, like from this collaborative frame. Hmm.
0: It's incredible. Yeah. Cause especially someone, uh, like for instance, Jesse Elder, uh, who we both know, like when you get around him, his energy is so in your face at times, but he's so grounded and calm and like loving as well. But you hear some of the stories about like someone tries to hand him his business card and he just like stares at it until they take it away from him and how right. those interactions could be different if we stood in, in your power as well. And, um,
1: yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's like it's it's basically social framing is like that's the best way I can put it. It's like groupthink. Okay. Group think is mm. where uh like let's say I'm running off a mountain and people are like, Whoa, what are you doing? It's like that's a good positive thing about uh, groupthink because it what saves us time, right? It saves us time from having to make mistakes. We don't have to touch the stove to know it's hot but there's a lot of things around groupthink that have us buy something at face value, right? Mm-hmm. Like the instant fix pharmaceutical drug. That's going to like kill you, uh, yeah. alcohol, things like that. Right. And, uh, no judgment if you know, that's someone's lifestyle, but essentially it's like these, these kind of frames that people put in. And it's like when someone like Jesse, um, or anybody really um questions like well why are you giving me that business card right it's it sounds mean but it's actually compassion okay (laughs) because if someone doesn't interrupt that needy behavior maybe that guy won't feel the the pain to actually realize that's not useful like that's not that's a win-lose right it's a Mm win-lose um so you know, how do, how do people actually avoid that? Well, what I would say is, like, rack your brain of how you can, like, look at high status people who are maybe further down the 3D highway than you are and rack your brain about how you can add value to their life and not ask for anything in return and watch the magic unfold. Watch the magic unfold mm-hmm. um, of racking your brain of, like, how you can solve that person. How, how can you help that person solve their problems with your zone of genius? that's how you that's how you skip the line that's really how you do it mm-hmm. because a lot, like a lot of people would go like that guy it's like jesse can i buy you lunch and pick your brain and like that person thinks they're doing them a favor <laughs> they, they yeah. do they're like i'm spending money for lunch and he's like dude <laughs> my time is my time is valuable yo yeah it's like i'm sorry it's like, worth like 12 lunches for half an hour <laughs> it's right but yeah that's uh but yeah. Anyways, that's that's like really good. That, that's really cool that you that you brought that stuff up, um, because uh, I think that people who are in our space are going to like really be the in, the hope. Actually, the 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 hope of humanity. Honestly.
0: Hmm yes there's like this spiritual war that's raging down upon us that only seems to be getting worse mm-hmm. where it's like society has on one end of the spectrum fucking lost it and on the, and the other end of the spectrum isn't super great either it's like at least here in america we've we've got these polarizing parties where um just doesn't feel good to be fully in one or fully The other for me, it doesn't feel good to be fully in one or fully in the other. Like, there's a much broader spectrum of, of acceptance that we could be getting into that spirituality and expanding our consciousness and healing ourselves is helping us to get out of, to find that greater love for our fellow person, for our neighbor, to find that love for ourselves, and to begin to operate more in the world of how can we actually just get along. And if we truly love each other then shouldn't we have a lot more common ground as opposed to just drawing lines in the sand and you stay over there and I stay over here and we can't get along. So it's just, it's going to be war.
1: Mm. Yeah. It's just about, yeah, I agree. I agree. It's just about not perfection uh or I, I think everything is perfect in the universe. It's just the meaning we place on it, you know? Um And so the harmony, you know, that's, I think I heard it from this guy named Matthias. He's like, it's not world peace that we're after it's it's finding that rhythm and that harmony where we can flow together Mm. but still be fucking different like still have opposing opinions but still harmonize like just like a chord right to a note and so or to a uh, notes to a chord and you know that's what that's what society trains into from like the victim consciousness perspective is like that ultimate goal of victim consciousness is can we all be the same, right? Because if we're all the same, mm-hmm. no words can offend anybody. If we're all six 2 jack guys and all, you know, supermodel women who are all just looks exactly the same and sound the same, have all the same beliefs, then that'd be fucking utopia, right? But that would be horrible. Yeah. But that is ultimately what people have to fucking realize is like, do you really want a world where people don't disagree? Do you really want a world where we can't come together and find a co-creative solution that you know will serve all people, or do you want to live in this kind of like gray robotic world, where there is no soul, there is no authenticity, there are no epic experiences, you know? There's no, just no difference. Sign me up for epic. <laughs> yeah, sign me up for epic. And that's also this came up in the sauna today. I was talking uh, earlier with this uh, woman who also wants to be a coach. It's kind of funny. I just meet people who just want to be a coach, right? Uh, <laughs> But like, she's like, yeah, um, you know, we, we, we tend to re- kind of gravitate towards these ideas of like stem cells and, you know, uh, vitality and, and like youthfulness, right? And that's very that's very positive to some extent. But when people try to take it like to the point where it's like, I want to live forever, it's like, you also don't want that, in my opinion. Right. And that's just my right. opinion.
0: I agree people like people are looking at getting their brains and their memories implanted into computers so that someday we can figure it out and put them back in a body
1: and it's like oh no. Mm. Oh
0: no. What have we yeah. done?
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. We oh. have we have done so much so far. But I think there's there's more. But I think yeah. I think kind of looping back to that other component of like Help letting ourselves, yes, strive and, like, go all in with faithful fortitude, but also, like, really letting ourselves feel – give ourselves these moments of, like, looking outside at the sunset and Mm -hmm. sitting in nature and, like, giving ourselves these feelings of, like, I've arrived. I've arrived. And I I would have these things where, like, I would be out in, like – the Bahamas or Jamaica and my brain was my like my little ego was like so addicted to working and so addicting to like scaling and stuff like that, that I couldn't even enjoy it. Like I couldn't <laughs> no. even let myself like, I was like, this is stupid. We've got to get off this hike. Like I got to go, I got to get back to the business. And I, <laughs> it's oh, like, no. it's just wild. <laughs> it's just, yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, you, you can see it from both sides of the spectrum too, where like you could bring abundance into someone else's life and they can't take it in either, you know? So it's Mm -hmm. like, it goes both ways too. I've been on both sides of that spectrum of like, whoa, this is way too much ease, way too much abundance. And like, we'll sabotage it, honestly, you know? Mm. Yeah. Crucial to understand that you may not even be
0: ready to receive that. And we can absolutely sabotage that and um, i've been working a lot on my wealth frequency in the last few months as well preparing and honing in for these next steps i'm ready to take and um it's been interesting learning about other people's experiences and journeys and how it just everyone has such a
1: wildly different experience with it Mm. well yeah wealth. i think what i think money just it doesn't have value, you know, it's really the meaning that we place on it. And when we see it as monopoly money, and we see ourselves as the resource, uh, because of the fact that we're actually all one, then we collapse that fabrication of separation. And then we stop saying what, Uh, my my resource is my bank account, my resource is my business, my resource is my spouse. It's like, no, <laughs> you know, and this is what stops people from what? Following their birthright to abundance and wealth is uh, following their sacred yes. And so even if I didn't have the money and I wanted to get into this mastermind, I would say I'm I'm committed that I am going to source this money. I don't know how it's gonna happen, but I I committed to that internally. And I let myself follow that sacred yes. And you'll know this pattern really has a grip on you. If you can't even let yourself, like I wouldn't even let myself go to a sales funnel um, of like an offer that I was mildly interested in because I didn't want to feel that shame of like seeing the price and being like, ugh, feeling deflated. And you're like, mm-hmm. I can't afford it. Here we go again, right? So it's like letting yourself go and face that, like look at it, and presencing the shame, like feeling it to heal it and like moving that body and bringing breath into the body to like push that distortion pattern out of the somatic system. Okay. That, that's actually how we kind of heal these shame programs that are just kind of these layers of like, a, if you imagine like a Russian doll, right? And so in the more you just mm-hmm. presence that the uh, your abundance energy just really starts to expand. And once you just commit to claiming that you don't care about how it's going to happen, but you surrender and you, and you will yourself to like open your heart and like feel the feeling of that, of, of the outcome. So not the outcome itself. You should have clarity on the outcome, but then reconnecting to what like the vibration of like the feeling that that gives you um, of, of like creating that result for yourself, if that makes sense
0: yeah that's like absolutely. following
1: your yes like follow that sacred mm-hmm. yes
0: mm-hmm. yeah
1: supercharge it and like go for it Ugh, yeah such because that's tools. okay if it, yeah it's okay if you can't afford it, it, it that's not that doesn't matter what, what matters is that people really play in that what's called the new possibility and they connect to that creator consciousness that's above what's called the created and the created mm-hmm. is What we've created from the feelings that we've experienced in the past. So if we just understand that there's a higher paradigm of all that is, we connect our consciousness to that. Then we can. We're actually more willing and open to feeling that the depth of pain because we're not so in in that identity of like this is how I feel and this is now I'm gonna make decisions from this false self. Mm. Again, easier said than done but (laughs) yeah, right. You really have to go in there and do the work
0: and do the breathing and feel it like you're talking about, like it takes doing the work.
1: Yes. And just, just like not getting out of that meditation until you feel like you're already there. Mm. And then moving from that whole space. Cause that space isn't like that space is the part of us that can hold space for that limitation story you know I mean, like it can hold space for the victim in you it can hold space for the um like i'm not enough or i'm not worthy like it it can hold space for that but it's so big that it can also hold space for the vision self like the future self and so then you can catch yourself more frequently of like oh i was in the program and the program is this story mm-hmm. that we keep self fulfilling calling that the now you know it's yeah. like oh well i'm not that that that's just not something i would do like to invest in myself at this level or to go on that trip. It's like, but who, who are you referring to when you say I? And once you can mm-hmm. catch yourself and not say like, that is me, then now like you can integrate that like as a part of you, like a part of you doesn't believe it's true that you can do, 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 do. But that's how people get, can get out of this like, yeah, but syndrome. It's like, yeah, I want to do that, but excuse. Yeah, but mm-hmm. story. Yeah, but circumstance. Yeah. yeah, but I don't have the money. Yeah, I'm not ready. Yeah, but this all just, not, that's just negating everything someone said about because they don't really want it. They want to stay stuck. Mm-hmm. They're wanna, they're, they want to choose to stay where they are. And that's okay. It's just admitting that and not having unuseful expectations, I guess you could say. <laughs> like right, having that, having, right. ch- changing that up, yo. Like changing it up and be you, yeah. you know? No one's asking you know i think it's less fulfilling to be loved for who you're pretending to be and that's what what i call persona fatigue you know it's mm-hmm. like uh, over identifying as a coach or, or over identifying as like a healer it's like you're going to be exhausted because that's not the real you the real like that even that like when someone says i am a whatever millionaire it's like that will become a limitation that they have to transcend at some point so even that identity is transient Oh, it's still geez. transient.
0: You're telling me I was a professional wakeboarder, and when I had to transcend that identity into something else, it was it was oh, riddled with depression and inability, and like ch- changing that persona to then become an actress and a stunt woman, and then I went from stunt woman what? to producer, and then wow, yeah, I've, I've lived a life. No, I could totally and then from- see
1: you doing stunt. I could totally see you doing <laughs> wakeboarding too. I could totally. Yeah. see that's, that makes a lot of sense. Okay.
0: And then I went from producer to massage therapist. And it was like, in my mind, I went backwards in some sort of societal structure, right? Where I was like a senior producer and a TV producer for Fox and Snapchat and MTV. And now I'm a massage therapist, like getting you to lay on my table naked so I can touch your body, you know, and like mm. nothing sexual about it. Um, but it took me a while to like own that and then own my ability to be well compensated for that. Mm. And then stepping out of that into now I'm a psilocybin facilitator and a coach. And, and so it's it's interesting how we write those programs and we we have to step into them and let go and be in flow and be willing to be malleable to truly become what is the most fulfilling parts of us. And I have realized it's it's the fulfilling part of me that like I want to help the world heal and find happiness and tap into their authenticity. And so now I get to do that through my favorite thing, which is plant medicines. And it just lights me the fuck up every day.
1: Good. I love that. Yeah. It's like there's so much to unpack in that, you know? It's like (laughs) in business, we learn how to – stop selling our shiny shit and speak to the the people of like this is what you want this is your problem i know uh, this is what you're say- googling you know this is uh what you're racking your brain about as you fall asleep at night you know um mm-hmm. and then like from our perspective it's like oh shit like i've got this kid inside of me that just wants to dance you know or whatever it is that you yeah. want to do and it's like When we fill our cup first, then we can be like, okay, I get to focus out on things like, uh, you know, like what my people want to do, how they want to be able to like do it, but like what they want to be able to do or have, but like how to like without this other thing, maybe that they don't want to do it by. Yeah, okay, so like mm. an example of that being like how to make six figures as a coach, but without being this machine or uh, without being this sleazy, slimy salesperson or without, you know, blowing all this money on ads and, and spending a lot of money but not getting results. Even if, then the even if is more like even if you uh, are not well known or even if you don't have a big audience or even if you feel like you're not good at sales or not good at mar- like you know what i mean so like mm-hmm. playing upon those certain like frames can help clarify someone's message to market and that's more of like that strategic kind of po- component that like i'm just obs- i i love that stuff too yeah it's
0: powerful but and i so- love
1: your story like that's so powerful that what what inspired you to uh move into like the combined, like do you combine plant medicine with massage and coaching or like, how does that work? Sometimes like all of it.
0: Uh, yeah, oh, wow. I've, I've had clients, I do mushroom massages as well. So that's like a, a ceremony where we both get in the medicine and then I do energy healing and massage on the body. Um, and then after the massage, there's like very deep, um, like reprogramming of the mind as well. So whatever came up during the session for them, going over it and helping them remap those programs while their brain is incredibly um, neuroplastic. It's that neuroplasticity that allows for those connections to be made and to stay and to have, wire together stronger. So mm. yeah, sometimes all of it. But most often, like my one-on-one program is teaching people how to use the medicine intentionally. And so it includes a psilocybin ceremony, but then there's also without the medicine life coaching alongside of it and helping them create different different belief structures and go into their pain and their trauma and to heal from it and then learn how to use the medicine intentionally. And so whether that be if they want to have a ceremony a month, whether they want to microdose in addition to large ceremonies whenever they like, how to hold their own intentional ceremony kind of thing. So
1: um, yeah, I love that work. And so what do you feel that, like, are your, like, what do you feel that your clients uh, are wanting to, like, experience um, the things that they feel like they're not able to do, like, not able to experience? Or maybe some of the things that are causing, you know, pain or disharmony in their lifestyle, uh, maybe it's their relationships or their business or whatever. They're healthy or whatever. Like, what do you f- what do you find is like the most common, you know, thread uh, like of those, of those as- aspects?
0: I find the most common thread to be um, is self self work. So self happiness, self love. Maybe they've had anger problems. Maybe they've never experienced happiness in their life. Um, or they feel like their family is falling down around them and they feel so disconnected. They don't know how to keep it together themselves anymore. And they're looking for that deeper connection to something bigger than themselves. And so Mm -hmm. my zone of genius is really getting in the medicine with them and creating these, figuring out exactly what it is and where they're blocked and then helping them create those new pathways with these new ideas that really it essentially show a mirror to the broken programming and allow it to unravel and and show them more powerful alternatives that really nice. transform their lives. So, relationship to self, relationship to others, seems to be the biggest.
1: Uh, okay, got it, got it. So, your your like your ideal, um, like human, I guess you could say, who you work with is is someone who is like probably achieved certain level of success. Uh, but they still feel like they're not quite aligned with their purpose, or maybe they're, you know, maybe they're just spending too much time at work, and you know, they don't have the energy to even spend any time with their kids. Is that, is that like someone who you work with?
0: Yes, exactly. Um, someone who spends a lot of time at work, and perhaps their family is feels broken, their relationship is falling apart, or they're already mm-hmm. divorced and they're looking to find a new one, and yet they don't really even have the level of self-love that warrants bringing love into their field. Um, mm. or, and they're also perhaps maybe experiencing anger because some of their internal systems haven't been looked at and haven't been integrated and they've used the medicine, but they haven't used it intentionally before. And so they're incredibly curious about what that means and how that can transform what they do with the medicine. And you can really get like 10 years of, therapy in one session with a guide who knows how to take you on this journey and, and show you your shadows and then bring
1: you to the light. Mm, love that. That's beautiful. Yeah. Thanks. Oh, wow. That's so beautiful.
0: Thank you. But, but I love, so what are of you offering that. right now? <laughs> yeah. No ah. And, uh, uh
1: no. yeah, I mean, for me, yeah. So, uh, we have, we have two beautiful communities, where, uh, you know, there's so many, there's so many, uh, you know, people who have really gone all in and they burn the boats on, you know, leaving their job, leaving their s- slavery job, you know, for lack of a better word. There's people who, I- I'm going to just say it like there's, there are people who just do so well in startups do like do better as a part of a team. So I don't think entrepreneurship, you know, coaching is for everybody. Like, I just don't think that's the case. But for those special snowflakes, uh, you know we do have a cohort called Elevate embodied Wealth Codes, and you know that's really just helping people to get to sustaining fifteen k months or ten k months and we do that by really teaching them how to attract uh, you know ideal clients and more of them at that by really unlocking the the quality lead flow and showing them how to convert by Transcendent Communication and DM Exchange and and how to not, you know, be spending si- so much time on the phone with someone who's not even a qualified prospect. Um, mm. And then teaching them about how to set themselves up for success uh, when they do receive those clients to be able to deliver without, you know, burning themselves out or without sacrificing so much time on the fulfillment of things, uh, which is called the leverage delivery process of of yes, of course, providing, you know, one on or intimate live uh, calls online, but not like like not like hitting this pitfall of undercharging and then spending all, all this time with too many clients and then never having enough time to live their life. You know, never have enough time to even you know even put their message out there. Um, so it's really just about helping them get super clear on who exactly they help. And the niche that they they should be clearly communicating. That's what we call the message to market, and really just how to have that rock star offering of of positioning their superpowers, and even going deeper on like extracting that because I'd be so there's so many people who have so many skills, but they don't know how to package it and position it in a way that is going to diversify their brand as like a, this beautiful, unique. uh offer that is you know speedy it's clear it's consistent it's authentic and it's premium you know it's it's a premium offer so that people can see the value as like exponentially higher than the cost um Mm -hmm. and then from there we also have another vip cohort where there's a little bit more one-on-one with myself and that's where we really expand um their offerings and like just really create themselves up for like monthly recurring revenue but business models uh where they can start you know they could start the month at like 20 30k per month and That's like expected revenue from things like payment plans. um, Learning how to sell by like through just DMing people, like selling low ticket offers through people, um, and how to partner and collaborate their way, how to grow their following on Instagram, Facebook, so on and so forth, to really uh, drive conversion faster and easier. Setting up things like you know intellectual property. So there's a lot of things that we we work on, but really just the main component is just how do you communicate your offer. In a way where it attracts the right clients uh, through like your content, so that you're able to create uh, an environment for people to buy. Because I know a lot of my clients, they do not want to, you know, be sell- salesy or pressuring people. Uh, they don't want to be these kind of spammers, um, and, and they just they don't want to have complex, overwhelming tech. Like they just don't want to have to deal with that, uh, at least until they get to a very high level. But um, we also integrate subconscious mo- methodologies that I've created over over my many years of studying neuroscience uh, of how to accelerate that frequency of like the feeling of receiving. Okay, it's the feeling of sustaining that unconditional love and receptivity. Uh, you could call it that feminine energy of like open hearted compassion and gratitude and appreciation and actively like moving consistently from that wholeness uh that you hear a lot in that kind of quantum study field of like how do you manifest from not having goals from not having desires even because if you really had it you wouldn't want it because you have it (laughs) right so there's that too (laughs) right so so it's like manifesting from that place of pure joy is the damn shit. Like that's the fucking black belt shit right there. Because when you really know how to do that and have that become unconscious competence, Now nobody's perfect. I'm not perfect at it. But that's also why I selfishly created this from, for, for myself too. Because <laughs> to te- I can teach it, right? I can train in it at a world-class level and also level up by letting it come through me, right? Like letting God, mm. whatever message I want to let come through and through me is going to upgrade all of us as a collective. And so this is the world that we're all moving into, you know, small groups of tribes are going to bond together based on shared vision and values, you know, and, um, a higher philosophy for life. So, uh, so those are the two main offers. I also do like one-off hypnosis sessions for like CEOs. I have a a few private clients that run like really high level businesses, Uh, but they, they actually, it's kind of interesting that you brought that up because they, they actually struggle with a lot of the same things that you you said that your clients struggle with, which is like, Mm. they're already, you know, super well off financially, but they're not in their purpose. They're, you know, overworking as an avoidance for like their, the family issues, uh, you know, their relationships and just feeling disconnected from their, uh, their people, you know? And just kind of having this like imbalance of their like work-life balance, right? So that's like Mm -hmm. basically what my other like kind of private clients um, hire me for. But what's cool about what I teach coaches is that like I teach them how to attract people like that. You know, like the high level client through their their content of like learning how to get speaking uh, gigs and learning how to cross-pollinate communities so that like they can create that that high leverage relationship where it's like a win-win for both people um and then over time they just upgrade their leadership they they dial in their offer even more they um they add they amplify their message with more omnipresence like so adding more social media channels uh because when you're in the beginning i suggest maybe having one at most two uh channels Mm -hmm. because if you're focused on too many rabbits you'll catch none You know, so you got to focus really dial in on like one social media platform that you want to like dominate. And then you can kind of start to uh, allocate more to other platforms because you'll have the money and you'll have also the time to like be more creative. And that's when you would start to hire like a team from that point. But anyways, that was a long version of like that. That was like probably me totally not walking my talk when it comes to like what I teach. I'm like, hey, (laughs) can you simplify that? Can you simplify that communication? (laughs) But I, I think. But I'm just saying, like every every coach should be able to snap their fingers and be like, I help people with this right solution or this problem achieve this result. You know, twenty, uh, $20 to one hundred thousand dollars a month without. What's the failed solution, or what's the thing that your clients don't want to do? Like, what do they want? They want to get something, but without having to sacrifice what, or without having, you know, so like without losing your soul, or without. Uh, you know, I don't know, like being t- spending so much time and you're being a slave to your business, right? And then, um, from there, it's like, okay, well, what are, what's the top three core components of how you help people? And then you put in the shiny shit. Then that's when you educate people about like what to want, meaning like that you should be teaching them you should want psilocybin healing, mm-hmm. you should want integration leadership coaching, you should want Bought somatic work, right? But that's like the second thing. Like that, the first thing is like what they egoically want, and there's nothing wrong with egoically wanting things. But that's what business is. Is business? Ryan Blair told me this. He's like, we're sitting actually at a at a lady who facilitates Bufo out in uh, Malibu. He's like, dude, Hmm. business is the opposite of spirituality. Just accept it. I'm like. I don't think you could have put that any other simple way. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, shit, I'm an <laughs> idiot. Like, duh, business is literally ego. But if you can understand, right, then you can bring your heart and soul and story and vibe and fucking personality to the business. And that's actually why essentially people buy from you anyways. Yes, you got to be effective with your messaging and communication. But people buy with Barrett, they, that's, those are her people. Those are your people. Mm-hmm. Like, there's people who would way rather work with you than Marie Forleo or Gabby Bernstein or these like gurus, because they like you for you. Like, they love your energy and they love who you be as you show up. So that's all. There's also that energetic component too.
0: So true. And that's like stems from owning your authenticity. And it's like I don't give a fuck who likes me and who doesn't. This is me. This is who I am. And I attract those who who resonate and repel those who don't. And great. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah yeah for knowing you don't resonate. (laughs) Fuck yeah for knowing you don't. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Thank you for saving both of us so much time from having to manipulate (laughs) each other to like like each other for nothing. (laughs) You know? So it's like- please reject me cuz then i can move on to the next person who's like resonating you know um, mm. but yeah with that being said we do have if you go to my website theocummings.com it's t h e o c u m m i n g s uh .com www uh, you can you can download a free subconscious reprogram recording you can get a clarity worksheet which is like the coaches thrive checklist of like things you've got to have in place to you know really get get really start moving forward in the things that matter like the levers to pull in 2023 of like what you need to have in place so you're aware of like okay well if i had that well then i'd be like scaling you know if i had that well then i'd be attracting clients or i then i'd be um converting clients consistently or you know getting having being, being able to get my time back being able to get my energy back you know, uh, that there's that too. And then we also started a new YouTube channel. So that's my most exciting project right now, Barrett, is cool. uh, long format content where I give, I release private trainings that we do in our um, masterminds and our cohorts of things like transcendent communication and, you know, how to unlock your badass public speaking skill sets that are actually inside of people. Like people's charisma is inside of them. It's just they can't access it, but it's in there's. It's not out here. It's it's inside. We just have to shift their. Uh, what we do is co- it's called smashing the nuance. So smashing the nuance is like scrambling someone's social conditioning to the point of confusion, mm. and over and sometimes even over overwhelmed because it, if someone's been so programmed to think from their egoic like programmed self, then when we shake that up, that's not shaking them up, that's shaking up all the programs of like societal programming, or so I'm sorry, social conditioning. And so Mm. once they shake that up, then we give them exercises. And when we give them exercises, this is like the opposite spectrum of healing, right? Like what's like release, letting go, purging, forgiveness, like atonement, unconditional love like there's that but then there's also the training aspect of like putting pressure on you and i apply social pressure to people to show them like a physical representation of what you feel when you go out into the world and there are eyeballs staring at you but there's no one attacking you but why do you still get in your head why do you still get awkwardly triggered nothing actually is happening <laughs> it's like you gotta yeah. we, we have to show people the physical representation of that and, and enhance that so to show them how much they get what's called at the effect and then we te- we give them skills to apply to show them what it feels like to be at the cause okay so that people are actually reacting to them because most people are just reacting to what the circumstance they're just reacting Mm. like they're just reacting to what is uh but when you become the cause um, that's what we call the winner effect and when you're at the cause you're the sun you're just shining and you're wanting everybody to win you're just this overflowing tree of gifts and giving but when you're the Mm. black hole you're always reacting to things because you feel like if you can't get something like they're like you can't feel happy or confident so it's like it's just reprogram all this social conditioning that taught us to be like Constant takers, and into this overflow abundant state of like I'm the sun, ha! Right? It's like how you would be with all your best friends who al- always already love you for who you are, and taking that vibe into the world like that. Uh, and I can promise you, even if someone feels like oh I'm charismatic, it will just take you to the next level easily taking that. And there's trainings on that. I release on that too. Uh, just also around, you know, money mindset, but, uh, yeah, go check those out. And we have, we have gifted, uh, 10 minute, you know, scaling sessions for people who just want to get a custom step-by-step of like taking them to the next level in their business or coaching business. Um, you know, and then later if, if we want to give them like a proper, like game plan to like actually trace, then we'll set up a second call. But you, that first call, we usually just give away to people. It's only ten minutes, but it does—it definitely gives people an idea of like how they can get in contact with me. Um, and you can also—we just inter- integrated this. You can text the word "results" to—I think it's like two seven three six eight. Anyways, you can ask Barrett for the information later. But <laughs> yeah, like, we'll have yeah, it we, all we linked we up in this, the show like, notes. Yeah, yeah. So, anyways, that's forget I said that. But we're, we're getting that back integrated. <laughs> I think that's enough. Like free gifts, and my my Instagram for sure is uh. Theo Unique Voice. It's U N I Q U E Voice, Theo Unique Voice, if I can spell right. And I I've got tons of already. free content.
0: Tons. Yes. Yes. Well, thank you so much. We'll have all of those linked up in the show notes. And it has been such a pleasure just riffing with you today, really I getting did. to know you deeper one-on-one. And thank you so much.
1: It's been an honor. It's been such a privilege. Thank you so much for having such a amazing brand and community. I can just tell that people really look up to you and they look up to the words that you share with the word, the wisdom that you have to the medicine, the medicine that you have to give to the world. And it's exciting to see uh, just so many people from all different backgrounds Um you know, black, white, purple, Asian <laughs> men, women, like all just dis- becoming sovereign and just mm. sharing their fucking heart. Like it's not easy to share your heart with the world, you know? Like it's easy to be like, well, that six-figure corporate job is so cozy, you know? And it, there's I feel like there's always going to be a part of us that like kind of wants that because <laughs> like, we're kind of like envious. We're like, I kind of want to just be a derper, you know? No judgment, but I kind of want to just like have that relaxed life and i i'm just going to admit it that there's so there's a part of my dna that actually kind of wants that warm hole of comfort mm-hmm. but we are like i know that that's like the 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 what's it called the status quo mm-hmm. but life is too short to not just go all in on like what you actually want that's what i that's the last words i'd leave people with it's like if you don't take Beautiful. it if you don't if you don't jump you'll never know always jump God is there for you. <laughs> I promise. Like <laughs> the universe is there to catch your back when you trust. Mm.
0: Powerful. Yeah. I'll let that be your last note. Thank you, Thank you, you so much.
1: Amazing.